This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. to another episode of the reality is as always it's newer and you know what it's a lot later than we usually do this episode <laughs> i'm a little bit tired how are you doing real i'm pretty good um well you had a long weekend with the uh, mother's day stuff <laughs> how do you feel about mother's day i feel fine i guess um here, here's something i was thinking about and this may be like offensive so okay. I apologize. Sure. But like, I know you're a mom. Okay. Right? But are you a mother? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I'm a mother. Sometimes I'm a motherfucker. But most of the time I am a mother, yes. What do you mean? Like, you think of me as a mom, but not a mother? Like, not like the what? weighty title of being a mother? Yeah, I don't know why I thought this would be kind of offensive. It's definitely offensive. It's so. <laughs> but you know, like being I feel like being a mom is easier than being a mother. Or maybe I should actually I, I should I, I'll turn that around. I'll turn that around. I feel like being a mother is harder than being a mom. I feel like I don't <laughs> I feel like suburban women are all moms. You know what I mean? And like People with like lesser means are mothers because being a mother is harder. I think being a mother is actually harder. And I listen, I apologize because both of those <laughs> jobs, being a mom is way more difficult than anything I will ever have to do. I, I do recognize that. But you, you know, like being a being a mother is harder than being a mom, right? You know that. Okay, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> Secondly, I don't think that we should be weighing what is easier or harder because all people handle things in their own of way. Of course. Listen, there are is... things that I have been through that I think that you would that should qualify me as a mother, would you not say? Yes, you know, and right as soon as I said that, right as soon as I made up, I was like, oh shit, I forgot. Wait, uh, your you nephew know, is... your nephew had cancer. Okay, how about that? Oh, come how about on, that? Of course, of course I know that. But that is a testament, I will say this. That is a testament to you that you have that you know that you're just a great mom now. I, I will say you're a great mom. You try very hard. I know you're a great mom. But you still didn't call me a mother. <laughs> you're also no listen, when you had to step up into being the baddest ass mother ever, <laughs> right? You were a, you were a mother one hundred percent. Now obviously you are a mother. All moms are mothers, I get it, right? But like our mom, our mother, right? Uh, uh -huh. That lady's been a mom her entire life. We only call her our mother now, ironically, and like because she's like sixty-seven. She's a mom. She's a cool mom. She's the best mom. I love her. I will say that there have definitely been times in my life that a me was for sure a mother. First yeah, of all, of I don't even. Okay, first <laughs> of all, I can't even believe I am using your stupid ass fucking. I can't terms. believe I, I walked you down this. Yeah, uh, you roped me into using We're your clearly offensive and kind of probably misogynistic. Like, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, you know why it's misogynist? Because you're a man and you don't get to determine the weight of the word mom and mother as male, okay? I, I agree. I will say, though, being a dad is easier than being a father. It's the same rules apply. <laughs> so stupid. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Anyway, I will say that as a parent, how about that? Okay, how about that? We're yes, taking 100%. away gender altogether. But good. as a parent... um. It's weird because there's a lot of things in my life. There's a lot of things in my life that I think that have been really um, hard and things that I feel really unfit for. I feel really unfit in most of the things that I do in my life. But when it comes to being a mother to my children, that is one thing that I feel very confident about. Like I, I don't think that I was like ever a hysterical parent and not that 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 is a bad thing like I think and I don't want to use the term hysterical I was never an anxious parent and I don't think Mm -hmm. that that means that I'm better or or other people are worse if they have anxiety people have anxiety and they're it it manifests in different ways but when it comes to parenting or when it comes to being a mother that was one area where I was shocked at how easy it was for me I was like okay I'm just gonna do this also because like I didn't even really think that I wanted kids until I had kids. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the thing I'm going to do. And so I think that I don't even – I don't wear the title of mother as like a heavy title. I just don't consider it that because for me it has been, God bless, so smooth sailing. But also I give a lot of credit to my husband who is an excellent uh, co-parent. In this. No, he's a great dad. He's the he is the standard of all dads for me. Would you say that he's a father and not a dad? I will say um, he is aging gracefully into being a young father. He's you know what he's a young father right now because he's so young. You know what I mean? Our brother is a great dad. Our brother okay. is a dad that I would be if I was a dad. Right? Mm-hmm. Fahad is like the greatest dad I've ever met. Right. That okay. is the that's the level that I wish that I could get to if I ever had to. <laughs> right. I don't know if I'm a father. I don't know if I would be a father. Um I don't, I don't think, think I'm mature enough. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you would be one. <laughs> <laughs> what I've known you for my whole life. Just thirty seven and a half years of data here. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> like so for example, so I am a chachu and I'm a mamu. <laughs> Right? Okay, which means uncle. Uncle, and but yeah. I am not a chacha, and I'm definitely not a mama. You know what I mean? Like, those yeah. things have a little bit more weight. So that's what I mean. I think that we've all ruled out using mama as the maternal uncle now. Like, I don't yeah. think I know any Pakistani people or any, like, any South Asian people who would use mamu as, like, the maternal uncle term in their, you know, language. And call any of their uncles mama now because that is confusing (laughs) it's confusing but it also like mama comes with a lot of weight i feel like mamu is i think mamu right off the fat right off the right off the bat (laughs) sounds like a great time because it's like a funny sounding word you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's also like a curse sometimes so i'm a mamu i'm a mamu through and through and i'm a jaju through and through yeah you are yeah definitely not a mama no, no, you're not. And you're not a dad. And you shouldn't be. Thank God. Thank God. Anyway, I hope everybody else had a wonderful Mother's Day. Uh, my weekend was fine. On Sunday, I did nothing. 
which was exactly what I asked for. I said, Fahad, I don't want to make any decisions about what people are eating, what people are wearing, where we are going. I just want to be told when I need to be at a place and I will be ready downstairs to get in the car. And that's all I want to do. Besides that, I want to just do whatever I want to do. And he was like, okay, you got it. And that's what we did. I stayed in bed until 1 p.m. Then I took a shower and then I got ready. I went to brunch. I came home. I sat outside on my patio. I took the kids to the park and it was silence in my house. And it was amazing. That's nice. Sounds like a lovely. I thought you guys went out to eat somewhere. We did. We went to brunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. You weren't listening. It's fine. Uh, Again, (laughs) you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be a parent. Anyway, but uh, it was great. I'll tell you what wasn't great. Well, it was great. I shouldn't complain. You know, it was fine. I went, I took our parents out, our moms out on Saturday for lunch. Mm -hmm. And it was fine. But it was really frustrating because this is a sentiment that I've seen like across the board from multiple women. It was actually funny. Like all of TikTok and Instagram were just like reels and jokes of people being like women being like, um, you know, here I go making plans for Mother's Day for myself, for my husband to tell me what we're going to do for Mother's Day or like. I'm going to go for Mother's Day to celebrate my mother-in-law. Like there's a sentiment across the board lately that like women are the ones that plan all the events. So it's possible. It's very likely that on Mother's Day, they will be disappointed because their husband is probably not going or their partner is not going to put in the effort that they're probably looking for because most of the women I know are the planners in their family. Like they're the ones that plan all the trips. They're the Mm -hmm. ones that like organize the outings, you know, organize their weekends, figure out where, what kind of restaurant we should be eating at. Like if I look up a restaurant and we're all going as a family and there's like multiple different people going, I look at that menu and I literally think about every single item and who might order it from a menu. Oh man. Yeah. Do you ever have to think about that? I, I don't think you have ever had to. To think about what somebody else is going to order? Yeah. Fuck no. I Anytime I'm going out somewhere, you know what I do. I go online. I look at the menu. I go straight for the organic chicken. And yeah. I say, okay, that's how much it will be. And that is what I will eat. That's all I worry about. <laughs> no, that's the thing. And I don't think what I'm saying right now is something crazy that like nobody else has ever thought about. Or like that other women don't think about. But like mm-hmm. I look at a menu like, you know, our niece has a nut allergy. So I think about that. Uh, my kids don't eat certain foods. I think about that. My father-in-law has heartburn issues. Our sister-in-law doesn't eat spicy foods. So like I think about every single person in the family and what they probably can eat on a menu if we are planning an outing where everybody is going to be present. And I don't think that that's something that my husband has ever really thought about and not because he doesn't want to or because he can, but I think because I always do that for us. So it's kind of a a standard practice now in the family that I'm just going to like find the right restaurant and it's going to be, and I have to think about like traffic and parking and all these things when I plan something. And that's not uncommon for most women I know. Like it seems like that's the way it is for most of the women I know. And so Mother's Day recently has felt to me like for a lot of women all they want is some peace and fucking quiet. Like they don't, they just don't want to make any decisions. So, 
So as a non-married person, right, just thinking about the scenario and, you know, I think you probably hit the nail on the head, right? Which is he doesn't think about it because he's never had to think about it. It's just something that's not a consideration that he has to have, right? Uh, My thing would be that I'm malleable to wherever we're going to go. So Mm -hmm. I don't really have like a big say in where I'm going to go or what I want to eat or whatever. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's the way that I am agreeable. You know what I mean? Sure. So. Great. Congratulations. You well, are but it's, I don't, but even you, I'm like, oh, I hope that there's a chicken, chicken on the dish, uh, on the menu. There's always a chicken. There's always a chicken. <laughs> but I will say, right when you said that, I was like, you know what? This sounds like some mother stuff. So that- my hat's off to you. That sounds like some real mother stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you. I will, <laughs> I will, I will accept the flowers. How mother my, of me. My sarcastic flowers. That are giving you the middle finger. Uh, anyway. Oh boy. Hey, uh, what does I hear hey. about? <laughs> what does I hear about John ja Morant going on Instagram with a bunch of guns? Oh man, <laughs> it's so sad. It's sad and unfortunate. Like I'm like sad and upset about it. Um, I think we we spoke about John ja Morant on here once before. Yeah, you said you we, love we, him, we but I he do. does and dumb shit sometimes. It's like, he is so good. He's so much fun to watch. Like, he's like, if you're watching him play basketball, you're like, wow, I love watching this guy play. He plays the right way. He is ferocious. He's always competing. He's the best, right? Yeah. Um, And it's just sad and unfortunate that this stuff keeps happening to him. And actually, I shouldn't say it keeps happening to him, that he puts himself in these situations that this stuff happens all over yeah. and over again. And, you know, I just wish that he would realize that there are like so many people that are his fans and admirers that are like actively rooting for him. Like before the yeah. season started, the Grizzlies were one of the teams that I was rooting for. And the main reason was John Moran, because I love watching him play. And yeah. I wish that he would also like understand that there's a lot of people that are just waiting in the grass for him to fuck up. Right. Yeah. Uh, because he is a young African-American man who mm-hmm. gets paid a lot of money to play sports and they want to push their own agenda, right? Like, and like the thing with the guns is, you know, you think about it, it's like, this is such like an avoidable thing yeah. um, because I, I know that there's like, you know, there's like a cultural component at play, right? There always yeah. is. Um, and there's this thing like, you know, because I watched this Alan Iverson documentary and this Michael Vick documentary you know, there's a pull to that stuff, especially for these guys, for some of these guys that come from really, really tough neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? There is like a safety in it. And there's like a sense of family for like the people that you grew up with, right? And a lot of them come from environments that are very, very tough, that have a lot of violence in it, that have these types of people, like this type of lifestyle. But like, every time you hear one of them talk about like their environment, they also point out that those folks that are like actively involved in like a gang lifestyle or like a violent lifestyle, they also like watched out for these kids. Like mm-hmm. they also recognize talent and they also recognize when somebody has a way out, like when yeah. they're smarter kids, you know, they do protect them. There's a protection aspect of it. Right. It's not just like people just being violent for violence sake. Right. Yeah. So there is that, but this isn't that right. Yeah. Like, this is John Morant 
doesn't didn't necessarily come from that. That's also one of the things that's being like pushed out right now is that, yeah. oh, you know, John Morant uh, comes from like a nuclear family. Both of his parents are college graduates. He grew up with a basketball court <laughs> in his backyard. Right. Yeah. So there, that's true. And then also like the times that he's gotten caught or that he's like this stuff has happened to him. The first time was in a strip club. The second time he was sitting in like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car just listening to music on Instagram Live, right? Yeah. So this is in some sense it's foolish. You yeah. know? And you wanna be careful about using terms like that, but that's how you describe it, right? And the sad thing is stupid people will use it to push their agenda. Of course. Right? Because like and it's just people pushing their agenda and they're pushing it with like racism underneath it all and you know that because i still haven't seen any brett Favre takes you know what i mean yeah like exactly yeah john Morant was waving a gun on instagram live tear whatever stupid dumb unnecessary probably gonna get suspended for it he didn't do anything near what brett Favre did he stole money from poor people and yeah nothing has come up for come from it so of course and i think that's like the issue right is that we've we've talked about this a lot is just the the reaction and it's hard because like if i take if i take him being black out of it because i can't talk about a black person in their perspective because i'm not a black person but if i was to say like you know when something happens to a south asian person or a daisy person and there's a lot of outrage about that daisy person and their bad behavior your gut instinct is to say hey what about what, like do a whataboutism, right? What yeah. about a white person who does those same things? Mm-hmm. And like a friend of the podcast and now your friend, Ray Sani, she always says what's wrong is wrong and what's right is right. Just because white people are behaving poorly and they're allowed to behave poorly doesn't mean that we as people of color should also behave poorly. It's it may of course. we get it right from a human level, you get it because you're like it's fucking unfair. And when I have some power, I want to be able to do dumb fuck shit too. But what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. When you when somebody is doing wrong things, doesn't mean like not to sound like a real mom, but like if <laughs> if white people are jumping off of bridges, doesn't mean that you also need to go and jump <laughs> off of a bridge. You know what I mean? Like it's kind it is that, and it it is unfortunate because. When you have public figures, when you have people in media, when you have anybody who is famous and they're a person of color, we absolutely have to think about the fact that in a white supremacist society, they are still discussed and spoken about in a certain way. There are going to be racists who pick on the smallest, smallest little thing that a person does and blows it up out of proportion because it's going to support their their racist narrative. But that doesn't mean that we can be like, oh, yeah, John Morant once beat up a kid. No big deal. <laughs> you know, like, he beat up, like, an underage kid once out during, like, a pickup basketball game, right? Like, it, it's Twice. ridiculous. Huh? Twice. He beat up a... He Why? Be- <laughs> Shana, he, what are you doing? He pistol whipped a teenager in his mansion playing pickup basketball, right? So it's like, what the fuck are you doing, Joe? Like, you know, what is this? And then... <laughs> The other time that he got in trouble was his mom was at Foot Locker and she had like a uh, like a fight with the manager and she said, mm-hmm. wait till I call my son. And then she called her son and then Josh showed up with like a bunch of his friends, right? It's like, dude, you're showing up to a Foot Locker in a mall. Like, <laughs> this isn't the fight. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah. And, and like, you know, and the, it, it's, you know, those things are true. And then the other thing that he has to remember is like where he stands, right? Like yeah. he is right now, one of the, like the like top 1% of people in the world, basically like that mm-hmm. life that he has to be a professional athlete to get paid as much as he does. And all of it is 100% earned, right? At fucking 23. At 23. And he deserves every single dime, right? He really does because he's he's really good. And you can't say anything about his game, right? Which is Mm -hmm. his profession, which is what he gets paid to do, right? But he also has to realize is that there are people that are just waiting for him to fuck up. And they want him off of that perch, right? Like, this is a world where like some people think that there's a reasonable argument that LeBron James isn't a good person. LeBron James is one of like the most amazing human beings on the planet, right? There should be no question about LeBron James and it's based in racism. You know, there's like different ways that you can like make that argument or whatever. Right. But at the end of the day, it is based in racism. So even though he is like one of like the elite people in the world and he's, in this really privileged position, this world is still based in white supremacy. That's right. And like the second he fucks up, people are going to drag him down. So I just wish that he would fix his shit because this is just stupid. Yeah. Oh, oh Ja, get it together. Hey, um, did you see the latest news about um, your favorite? Oh, it's not news. It's gossip. There's gossip about Touchdown Tommy. Oh, what's up with Touchdown Tommy? I haven't seen anything. There is rumors, r- rumors that Touchdown Tommy and Kimberly Kardashian. What? No, come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, the rumor is that Kimberly Kardashian is interested in purchasing some property near where currently Tom. Uh, uh, Touchdown Tommy. Touchdown Tommy. Fucking lost it. Forgot his name. Brady. Tom. Tomas Brady. Where he lives. And um, apparently they were in some communication about it. Now, the rumors are that it was just to discuss real estate, but you never know with those Kardashians. I would be very surprised. First of all, that doesn't seem like Tom Brady's. um, That doesn't seem like the Tom Brady you know personally. Well, I mean, even like, you know, like I talk about how much I love Tom Brady. But once again, it's as his uh, his play as a quarterback, not as a person. As a person, I feel like Tom Brady is more like Fox News anchor type of guy <laughs> for his next dating thing, you know, or like a Victoria's yeah. Secret model makes sense. Yeah, literally. Yeah, from. his ex-wife. Yeah, I think I think if he's going to be making that sort of like lateral move, he's not going Kim Kardashian. He's going like Fox News anchor. Okay. All right. Well, blessings also, to them, I guess. Also, like they wouldn't like just start dating, and she wouldn't just buy property down the road from him. That seems a little. Much no. Well, so the 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 joke is that whenever the new season of the Kardashians is about to air, that all of the girls start dating somebody new to like drum up excitement. So like Kylie mm-hmm. Jenner is currently dating allegedly Timothy Chalamet, and then um, Kendall. Yeah, that's Wait, right. <laughs> Kylie is the makeup one, right? <laughs> yes. Timothy Chalamet is dating that one. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God, Timothy, buddy. 
And then Kendall is dating Bad Bunny, which is like so confusing to everybody. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, the thing with Kendall is Kendall is big into the NBA stars, right? Yeah. Like, well, they know. yeah they all they they all make their rounds, and then um, yeah. So that so that's yeah. the that's the the rumor. The, yeah, I will say so. Like Kendall, and I think who's the other one? Not Chloe, not Kim. Who's the other? Courtney. One? Courtney. Courtney is like the third one, right? No, Courtney's the, the court. You're thinking about Chloe. Okay, so Chloe. So Chloe and Kendall both go after NBA players, uh-huh. right? Yeah. But like Kendall's NBA players are significantly usually better than Chloe's oh. NBA players, other than James Harden, who I think was with Chloe, but he was with Chloe very early on into his James Harden stardom era. First of all, I'm shocked at how much you know about the Kardashians because you know more about them in this conversation than I do. Well, so the thing is, is they come up a lot in sports because there's, you know, like NBA players, NBA players. Have you heard about the Kardashian curse? No, tell me about it. So anytime an NBA player is going out with a Kardashian and it's usually been uh, Kendall. Chloe? Kendall? Kendall, yeah. yeah. His career goes down. Oh. And I think it's the same thing with Chloe. Chloe's the one that was married to Tristan Thomas, right? Thompson, yeah. Tristan Thompson, yeah. And Tristan Thompson sucks now, but he's back on the Lakers. But yeah, he is. And Kim and North are uh at the right in the front in the sideline holding up signs, rooting for him. Even though yeah, he, you know the Well, he cheated on <laughs> their on her sister like very badly and publicly. <laughs> So got other people pregnant. Like it was a whole thing. So, you know, it makes you go, mm, okay. <laughs> but I mean, who knows what happens in that family, you know? Well, I think it's the it's uh more of a Kim Kardashian is a huge celebrity and being at the Lakers game in these playoffs is a huge thing because the yeah. Lakers have been very, very exciting and they've been very, very good. So that's probably the way that she was approaching it. Yeah. Yeah. The other Tom news is that allegedly Tom Cruise and Shakira were seen together. Oh. How do you feel right. about that? I've, whatever. He looks great. I'm not going to lie. I don't know wh- whose babies they're killing to inject into his face. <laughs> I don't know what he's drinking out of. But that man is what, 60? That man is 60. Yeah. He looks amazing. He really does. He looks so good. I mean... It's terrifying, actually, how good he looks a little bit. Like, I, I'm scared of it a little. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like when you see, like, those really old guys that have very clear skin. And you're like, hey, what's going on here? And they have, like, really direct eye contact, which is all Tom Cruise. Yeah, I, I was like, you described a person that I've never seen except for Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, bad guys in movies, right? Like, the charming bad guy or whatever in movies. I guess. He looks like he's 38. So I'm very confused about what the hell is going on with Tom Cruise. I think it's just healthy living. I think it's a zest for life. (laughs) Also, as far as this couple goes, I see no sexual chemistry, but that's because we also don't believe that Tom Cruise has a penis anymore. (laughs) No, impossible. (laughs) Impossible. No way. All right. Speaking of sexy men. um, There was a thread on Twitter that I thought was right in your wheelhouse. It was a competition between who do you think is a bigger heartthrob, young Al Pacino or young 
Robert De Niro. So young Al Pacino, um, to me, is more seductive, uh-huh. right? He's yeah. like a little guy. He's a smaller guy, right? Uh-huh. He's beautiful. And there is beautiful, but so intense, right? <laughs> and he is easily like four to five inches shorter than any leading lady. But somehow that makes him more intimidating. Like Tom Cruise. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think I think uh, young Robert De Niro makes more sense as a heartthrob because he's like bigger. He has a better body. He has, mm-hmm. I think, these high cheekbones or whatever. So I get yeah. that, right? You see that. And he's also beautiful. Yeah. But for me, I am a Michael Corleone guy through and through, mm-hmm. uh, both parts one and part two. Um, I am going Al Pacino, and it's really not close. What about wow. you? Well, okay, so I was like, initially my gut reaction was, I'm going Al Pacino. Because as you know, I love a pretty boy, mm-hmm. right? I love a sweet, tender, pretty boy, and Al Pacino is my kind of guy. Okay, I'm a short person. He's a petite king. That's fine with me. <laughs> and also, big Michael Corleone family here, okay? Yep. And then, but then I, the only like, because I've not seen like Taxi Driver and stuff. Like I've not mm-hmm. seen those movies. And I mostly know Robert De Niro in, from like the 90s and 2000s where he was a much older man. But then when I watched Godfather and we saw the young, um, young, what's it called? Uh, Vito. Vito Corleone. And I was like, holy shit, this man is hot. Oh my God, it's yeah. Robert De Niro. Holy yeah. shit, he's so good looking, right? I was like, okay, I can see what's going on here. Now, the other plus side about Robert De Niro, and I don't know what this says about me, but I love the fact that he loves women of color. <laughs> yeah, he does. He loves women of color. Oh, oh boy, does he? Yes. <laughs> he just had a baby. Do you know he just had a baby? Mazel tov. Uh, he's had his seventh child, brother. and he's 80. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. <laughs> he, he just keeps having beautiful children i guess beautiful biracial children (laughs) at this age (laughs) at this age right but i was like so so i was like you know what robert de niro gets a couple of points because his youth pictures i'm like that is a sexy that's a that's a sexy man he like he seems very sexy spoken you know like he seems like because like you said al pacino a little intense a little much (laughs) too energy like too much energy a little too hype right so then I was like, okay. And then I went down a rabbit hole. I was like, oh, let me see what else I can look up about Robert De Niro. And I'm like reading up about all the people that he's, all the women that he's procreated with. And then unfortunately, Raheel, unfortunately, because I should have stopped and we can't have anything nice, is that I came across the fact that Robert De Niro once did a joint presentation with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on anti-vaxxing. <laughs> No, no, wait, really? Yes. Wait, that must have been recently then. Yeah, it was like a it was a couple of years ago. But um oh, no. he also there was that like super problematic documentary called Vaxxed. Um he he allowed it to be like shown at Tribeca and he like really supported it and was like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I wonder about the efficacy of vaccines on children. I was like, Ooh, they're very effective. So it made me sad. And then I was like, you know what, Bobby B, Bo- Bobby D, we got to, <laughs> I'm so sorry to say this, but we're going to take, I'm going to have to take you down a notch. So now I don't know about Al Pacino. He definitely does not seem like he's running on anything except for like cocaine. And cocaine and Percocet. Salon. Yeah. Yeah. T- cocaine, <laughs> Percocet and like a tanning salon, right? Like, and I don't know. Guy. What? 
And hair dye. And hair dye, yes. <laughs> I don't know. And like and like heels and his shoes. But like I don't know what he's got going on. Does he look like he's vaccinated? I'm not sure. But he hasn't been out in public about any of that. And so for that reason, Al Pacino wins it for me. Uh, Al Pacino may looks like he may need like a rabies vaccine. 100%. <laughs> like several um, of them. Every several. iteration of the rabies vaccine in the last like 80 years that he's been alive. Yeah. Um, a couple of thoughts. First of all, I, I'm very sad to hear about this Bobby D vaccination thing. Yeah. There's a little bit of room because he's an artist and artists are weird people. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you have to like hear about everybody's opinion, blah, 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 blah. And I think that is one of the reasons why when you look at young De Niro, that's why it's so appealing. That's part of the reason why it's so appealing because we knew Robert De Niro from the 90s, right? Like, yeah. Tough guy, Robert De Niro. Mafia guy, Robert De Niro, you know, rough guy, Robert De Niro. Yeah. When you go back and you look at his work in like the 70s and stuff like that, he yeah. is like an artist through and through. So yeah. I think it's like looking at the difference in that is why you go, oh, my God, that is so different. I'd never thought of that. Whereas Al Pacino has always been an artist, even yeah. like when he was like a mafia guy or whatever, he was still like a beautiful artist throughout the thing. So yeah, I, I, I'm still going with Al Pacino. He's my um, he's my guy especially young Al Pacino with his like yeah. soft voice and like yeah. his little lisp or whatever. Um, just, I did a little bit of research not, as in, I just did a Google and it's not research, um, but an article that came up from February, 2017, does Robert De Niro, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Offer a hundred thousand dollars to anyone who can provide proof vaccines are safe. Oh no. <laughs> Bobby. I know. Well, the bobbies are <laughs> the bobbies. <laughs> the bobbies are up to no good. Okay. Oh, well, you know what is the deal with Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? He's uh, just he's the like, vac- anti-vaccine guy, right? Because I thought he was like the environment guy. He was like the environment guy, right? He's yeah, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. It's <laughs> weird because he's married to what Cheryl? What's her face? Hines? Is that her last name? Yeah, no. from uh, Curb. Right? Yeah, from Curbs. Curbs from Curb. Yeah, so strange that's anyway anyway do you want to talk about this week's succession um i feel like you should talk more about it because my quick review of of it is that the men are fucking awful (laughs) that's my my god wonderful okay so this episode gave me a lot of ptsd i was how did you feel watching it were you nervous did it give you a little bit of anxiety uh, it gave me 2016 anxiety like crazy. And then it like made the 2016 election seem even more depressing than yeah. it, it yeah. already was. Like, yeah, it was like obviously they're taking some like artistic whatever, right, to like change up some of this stuff and like exaggerate and like be a little bit hyperbolic about how much control the media has on the election. But – this shit fucked me up. The fact that like mm-hmm. they are aware of the amount of power that they have in to be able to like sway this. And they're also like, you know, you have like Roman who is like, nothing's going to fucking happen. Who cares? Nothing's going to happen. Right. And then you have Shiv who's like, no, something really can happen. And then you have um, Kendall whose own like 
ex-wife and his own children are fucking terrified of what the world looks like if this guy Mankins is president. And he somehow in his mind convinces himself that like, this is the right thing to do just so that I can continue to have power over this company that has been like my fucking like destiny. Mm-hmm. And it's so self-serving. Like, I mean, like I want to be on Shiv's side. Obviously, I am on Shiv's side because she is the only person that really is thinking about like what a big deal this election would be if you if you won, right? And how terrible it would be to the rest of the world and everything like that. But there is self-serving for Shiv too. She wants the deal to go through. She wants Matson to buy the company, even though he has shaky numbers from India. Like she so it is slightly self-serving, but at least she's still thinking about like the overall impact of allowing racists and, you know, fascists to have control. It was fucking terrifying to watch this episode. It was. And I think, you know, when I say that, I feel like it's almost like a commentary on Mm -hmm. society, right? Because like what you see happening over and over again is just that all the men in the episode are just fucking terrible and they are, they are terrible. They're lashing out because they aren't mature men. They're like babies, right? It's like, uh, it's like that thing that we're talking about. I mean, not to go back to it, but it's like the difference between being like a dude and being a man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they know that the stuff that they do has consequences, but they don't care. Right. Mm -hmm. So like somebody like Kendall, like you see that scene in the beginning where, you know, he's put this security um, behind his wife and his, or his ex-wife and his daughter. Right. Because he thinks that he is being a dad. He's being like a good dad or whatever. Yeah. And it's on his mind, like while this shit is happening, And he knows like his daughter is, is being hurt by this racism, right? So that's the thing that's been on his mind, but he doesn't want to step up because he's Mm -hmm. not a real man. He's not a real father. Um, You know, he, he just wants to, he wants to pretend like being, he wants to throw money at a thing and make it go away. Exactly. And fucking Roman, who I was fucking rooting for this entire time, he is just being a baby. Like he is, he is like almost cosplaying as Logan Roy. Because yes. that is what he thinks a man should be. But he doesn't understand everything that his dad had to do. All he saw was like the power and being terrible and just making money. And being somebody who, who can go around telling people to go fuck off. Without ever actually having to earn any of it. Like yeah. Logan, Logan Roy was a terrible person. But again, he at least he is the one that put something together. And yeah. then he sold it for like terrible reasons or whatever. Like the, the stuff that he sold were, was terrible because he was just selling racism at the end of the day. But at least he did a thing. Roman has never done a thing. No. Right. And it's that kind of thinking that is that has like permeated society in our economy and in our politics that allows for things like Donald fucking Trump to be elected president, which is still you know, seven years later, a ridiculous statement, right? This is Donald fucking Trump who once shaved Vince McMahon's head in a WrestleMania match, right? Mm -hmm. And we thought that he was, like, we elected him to be the most powerful man in the world. And it happens because men don't want to take the responsibility of being serious men seriously. So they just let shit like this happen. Well, it reminded me a lot of what recently is going on, which is that, you know, CNN hosted the stupid fucking town hall 
with it's Donald Trump. Fucking dumb. So dumb. It, like, there's multiple things that happened. So they did the town hall, which was the dumbest fucking thing in the world. They thought they were being like, you know, uh, trying to go out of their whatever, like b- break the mold and give a voice to other people. And they thought they were being smart because they were going to fact check him on the spot and they couldn't fucking fact check him. They allowed him a platform of people. The, the, there's reports coming out that producers actually said that you're not allowed to boo the things that he says. You can only clap if you agree with him. So don't clap if you don't, which is fucking insane that they were like, oh, we're allowing people to, you know, express, like, listen to the other side and express what they want to express, whatever. So they did that. And then fucking Anderson Cooper went on and was like, you know, we can't be, you know, sitting in our fucking silos. Anderson Cooper, who has his job because he just wants to have one. Like, he has mm-hmm. his job because for fun. <laughs> You're a fucking Vanderbilt. You don't even need to do this job if you didn't want to, right? Like, you are set for fucking life. And you get to go and you get to pretend like you give a shit about people. And, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't give a shit about people. I'm sure he does give a shit about people. But, like, he is – it's it's a very similar, like, Shiv thing, right, where you get to be protect, protected – regardless of what happens next regardless of what mm-hmm. happens next you're fine because you're going to be okay yep for the rest of your life cuz your life is set right like connor in his concession speech or whatever he says um you know i'm a billionaire i guess i'll just like go back to being a billionaire and that's the truth <laughs> all these people are fucking billionaires so it doesn't matter what happens to them All of this is like monopoly money to them. It doesn't matter. Like at the end of the episode, Roman says, you know, we gave them damn good TV. That's what we did. We made some great TV tonight because to them, that is what it is. Like for CNN to give Trump a platform and then for Anderson Cooper to go on and be like, we need to listen to the other side. At the end of the day, these are just money moves. Like these are just corporate capitalist greed shit that networks and media are doing to try to get more attention to them. There's no reason why CNN needed to give Trump a platform. Like, send him to Fox News. Why is he even here? Why would you do that? It makes no sense. At its most sincere and genuine level, it is content. You know what I mean? Like, let's say if you're just like, oh, you know what? Nothing else matters. We're just giving you content because there's no actual benefit to having this stuff. Right. It reminds me of like, remember last week's episode? When we're like, oh, you know, we wonder if this stuff actually happens in real life where like, you know, the two sides, this shit happens in real life. Yep, exactly. It's happening right in front of us and it's fucking terrifying. Um, This episode also literally made me gasp. That conversation between Shiv and Tom was so not a good day for Tom Wamsgans. And you know what? He was on coke. But still, that was, I was like, oh my God, Tom, what the fuck, buddy? Like, it's all, it almost felt like it was too much. Again, it felt like, is this really the character that I've been watching this entire time? Right. It was, it almost felt like a leap. But I, you know, at, at, at the end of it, I was just like, fuck Tom. I'm done with Tom now, too, forever. And fucking yeah. Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Greg. Greg also sh- threw Shiv under the bus and smirked as he walked away. Staring right at her and smiling. Like, I am actually getting to a point where I am glad that there's only two episodes left so I don't have to deal with these motherfuckers anymore. Like, I am so sick and tired of them. It is a reminder that they are all terrible people. Like, I saw a meme that was like, people watched four seasons and forgot about that baseball game where they offered a million dollars to that kid and then ripped up the check in front of him. Like, 
That's who they are. That is who they are. That is exactly who they are. That's especially who Roman is. Like, yeah. Uh, God. I can't God, believe it. We were, we, were, we were rooting for Roman like three episodes ago. I wasn't he was nice for to him. His, yeah, well, we, we were like, oh, he was nice to his dad's, uh, um, his dad's mistress. He was like, that's oh, you know, true. You he was really that. nice to his dad's mistress. Even that scene where Kendall's like, you know, these Mankin's guys, they pushed Sophie. Like they attacked my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Roman has a second where he goes, is she okay? And I, I almost feel like partially he he does care, right? Like in his mind, he's like, yeah, obviously I don't want your daughter to get hurt. But again, Roman is very aware of his own privilege. He's um, extremely aware of his own privilege and he is very happy to use it to his own advantage. And he's always reminding the people around him, like especially his siblings, that like we have a privilege here that like doesn't fucking matter. Like that 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 can't yep. compete to anything else. Yep. So I don't know why you're trying to pretend like you're better than you are. And like it just ugh, god, it was so upsetting. All of it was so right. upsetting. I felt so bad for Shiv. I was like this is not good for Shivan Roy. Okay? I'm very upset for her. I hope she does burn it all to the ground because I, yeah, now I also want her just to burn it all. Just fuck all both of these guys. I'm yeah. done with them. I do like when the three siblings have scenes because it is very much like you forget that they're running like a multi-billion dollar corporation or like holding power over the election of the United States, like presidency. (laughs) You know, they they argue about stuff like chicken or steak or like, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's it so that stuff made me laugh. There was a the scene where Greg gives Tom Coke and Tom does the coke and then he is trying to get Greg to do it too and Greg's like no no Tom I can't get addicted <laughs> he's like no the stuff is good for you it's medicine what are you saying the Aztecs were wrong don't be a racist little bitch Greg it's <laughs> funny it's always funny it's always funny the touch screen malfunction was so fucking funny because like you know that that shit happens all the time yeah the wasabi and like that the one like st- statistician's eyes <laughs> And he's like, like, it's very lightly lemon flavored. <laughs> when he throws it like, in his eyes. He's like, it's a hint of lemon. It's not even so lemony. <laughs> um, and then when Connor finds out that he lost Kentucky and Willa's like, fuck Kentucky, Con. And Con says, no, no, no. I shan't be doing that. <laughs> or he says, I shan't become that. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But I did, I did like Willa was disappointed in Connor. When he made his stupid fucking concession speech. She was like, yeah, I can't believe he's yeah. doing that. Once yeah. again, Willa. Willa. Willa is my favorite. Can we give it to Willa? Let's Willa and Marsha. Yes, of course. I knew I know. a woman in your way. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is that like in the show, initially we loved Greg because he was like still kind of a normal person trying to like break into this family, I guess, a little bit or business. But then I was like, no, but he's mm-hmm. not. His dad is also a multi-billionaire. And, he- and that's a thing, right? Like a lot of these people in these positions in the real world are fucking morons. They are Greg level morons. Yeah. You know what are. I mean? And they're just there because of their name or like the school that they went to. So. Ugh, God. Disappointing. Well, anyway, um, that's it for this episode. I will be back later on this week to talk to Kendrick Tucker about uh, Real Houses of Atlanta and Summer House Martha's Vineyard and 
cousin Aisha is going to be on to talk about Vanderpump Rules. Ooh. And yes, and then I'll have a secret surprise guest on the New Jersey episode. Yes, you have a question? I got a question. Uh, has the stuff happened on Vanderpump Rules? This finale episode is all going to come out. Real stuff is happening on Vanderpump Rules. That is diabolical, okay? <laughs> this last episode, real. Raquel went up to Ariana and asked her about Ariana and Tom's sex life and was like, oh, I heard no. that you're in a dry spell. And I just want you to know, like, it's okay to, like, you know, if you're not attracted to him anymore to, like, maybe end it. And she's like, no, no it's not that. Whatever. And she's like, so you and Tom are good, right? And Ariana's like, yeah, we're fine. We're just, like, going through it. She's like, you've been with somebody for 10 years. It happens. And Raquel's like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, this fucking bitch. Wait, but uh, hold on. Is that not editing? Is Do you think that that stuff really happened? No, it did. Okay. I mean, it did. Right. you can't make up the words that are coming out of her mouth. <laughs> you know? God. Anyway, so right. should I start watching now, or should I just wait until the, the finale? honestly just watch this finale episode? Yeah, that's what I'm I feel like this finale episode is going to be electric. Okay, it's all, all I want to see is like when the news comes out. That's all I care about. Yeah, so that's it. That'll be Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, and it's going to be amazing. And in, and in the reunion, James Kennedy calls them both. He says, "You two poo poo heads." <laughs>